1: From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
2: Moonpig.com
1: Planning for your next
2: trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more
0: Dot com and definitely check out those shows as well. Christina Geist is the author of Buddy's New Buddy. Christina believes your life is measured in your relationships, not your accomplishments. She's been married to her high school sweetheart, Sunday Today and Morning Joe host, Willie Geist, for 19 years. The couple met in sixth grade in their hometown of Ridgewood, New Jersey, and currently live in Westchester County, New York, with their two children, Lucy and George. Their parents, siblings, and 10 nieces and nephews are all close by. She's also the author of Buddy's Bedtime Battery, and Sorry Grown Ups, You Can't Go to School. Welcome, Christina. Thanks for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss Buddy's New Buddy.
3: Thank you, Zimmy. It's so good to be back. This is so great
0: because I feel like when I interviewed you years ago for sorry, grownups, you can't go to school. I didn't know you. You walked into my apartment. We had this like major bonding moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have so much in common. Like I like her so much. And now we've like had all these experiences before the next one came out from lunches to joint events to like, it's just so nice. It's like the greatest thing that's happened from this podcast is meeting amazing people, honestly, like you.
3: Well, I feel the same way. Thank you, first of all. It was three years ago when Sorry Grownups came out. And the one fun part about how long it takes me to get a picture book from <laughs> manuscript to publication is that you do have time to kind of like build all these relationships in the meantime. And it does give me a chance every three years to sort of reflect on what's happened since the last book. And it's been three years. And oh, my gosh, what a three years it's been since 2019 to 2022. And, you know, I always say this phase in my life, this kind of whirlwind of my 40s has just made my world so much wider. And I feel like we have that in common. And I look at all that you've done with the podcast and with your business and with your own books and your world just gets wider and wider. And sometimes I wonder, will she still remember me? What are you talking about? Well, you're just, I mean, your world is so wide, and the the number of authors you're chatting with and friends that you're with all the time, I'm just kind of in awe of you and the number of people and relationships that you're managing on top of your family, which is, you know, number one. So cheers to you.
0: Well, thank you. That's very kind, but it doesn't work like that. Like nothing can take away my memories and relationships because yeah. more relationships come you know i mean it, like there's
3: there's plenty of space in there for <laughs> for everybody, you know. Well, good. I'm I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. And that's the spirit of this new sweet exactly. Book, yes. This buddy's new buddy. I didn't even intend for that segue, but there it is. There was a, that was a brilliant segue. I love
0: it, <laughs> and I love Buddy's new buddy. And it was so awesome to get a preview of this book a few weeks ago. But tell listeners. So this is the third. Inst- tell tell in case this is the first time people are meeting you. Talk right. about the whole series and how it came to be, and and how this installment is so meaningful.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to. So, um, you know, my background, much like yours, Bibi, is in more kind of the marketing and branding world of writing. And I always coming up in my career, about 90% of my job in corporate America was always dependent upon writing. So I had very kind of creative ways to express myself, even though it was through the lens of my job and my work, all the way up until I had my kids. And then when they were three and one, I waved the white flag and quit my job in the design office at Johnson & Johnson, which was kind of a dream job as a strategist in the consumer marketing world. But I just couldn't make it all work. And all of a sudden, I was home with my two kids who were three and one. And my whole life was the playground and preschool and bedtime and friendships and all of these transitions you go through. As a parent, and you know, through the lens of really seeing into their world, and my mind almost just opened up and had creative space to start to think about writing in this way in in children's stories. So these characters, Lady and Buddy, a brother and sister, started to kind of dance around in my head is the best way for me to describe it when I was you know raising my kids when they were five and seven. Or, I'm sorry, when they were three and five. So a couple of years later, when they were finally getting dropped off at the same school at the same time every morning, which I'm sure many moms out there can relate to that moment of, oh my gosh, I just dropped off at the same location. And I've, I now, I've, I've never actually done that. I've <laughs> never had all kids dropped
0: off at the same location, unless I send them to their dads, I am dropping them at all sorts of other places.
3: Right. Well, I guess that's that's the difference between you and me because I only have two. So one of my friends said, you know, God gave me what I can handle. I have two children, you have four. You can clearly handle more than me. That's not Um, really true, but thank you for that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're doing it. 15 (laughs) years. So yeah, so I was dropping them and I decided to just kind of commit the time to writing these stories down. The year, you know, they were in preschool and K. And I wrote 10 manuscripts in a kind of like creative sprint. And that was 10 years ago. It took me two years to get a meeting at ultimately at Random House where I felt like, you know, the biggest case of imposter syndrome you can ever have is kind of like walking into Random House headquarters in New York City with your pile of Word doc manuscripts and just sort of wondering, is there anything here? You know, and I had hoped to have coffee with the lowest person on the totem pole. Uh, I was asking to have like coffee with an intern in the children's department (laughs) and asked a friend to help me with that. And that friend, who's very bold, ended up emailing my material to the president of the children's division, Barbara Marcus. So there I was then meeting with Maria Monduno, who's on her team in editorial, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, this was the coffee I was supposed to be having with an intern. And here I am now in Maria's office. And I sold a book that day. And that was Buddy's Bedtime Battery, which was published in 2016. Three years later, Sorry, Grown Ups, You Can't Go to School was published, which was also very close to the original manuscript I had written several years earlier. So we found Buddy in the first book at about three and a half years old struggling with his bedtime routine as many of us can relate to and then a couple years later going off to school and experiencing that transition in you know my own kind of unique way which is very different from a lot of the off to school books which tend to be kind of sad shy scared and this is um sorry grown-ups is all about empowerment and pushing the grown-ups away and only kids and teachers only kids and teachers can can go to school in this new story we find buddy a little older he ages a bit in each book. And now he's in my imagination, he's in about first or second grade and his best buddy has just moved all the way across town. And that might as well be, you know, all the way across the world when you're a little person. I wrote this story in 2019 before COVID in the fall of 2019. As I mentioned, it takes me about three years to get a book into the publisher and then have all the illustrations done and be getting into the production cycle and all the things that happen on the publication side. And in that three years, the whole world has turned upside down. And so many of us have either moved or had people close to us move or experience loss in other ways that are even more profound than someone moving away. And so we find Buddy on page one kind of feeling sad which is different, you know, most books don't open with someone feeling sad, but kind of here he is looking out the window at the moving van across the street as his best buddy moves all the way across. um, There he is, but don't worry. It has a happy ending. (laughs) Perhaps buddy makes a new friend. I don't know. (laughs) He does. Yeah. So, you know, the premise of the book is who will do all of his things with him now, all of the things that he's used to doing. And so much of being young is routine. And so many of our little people have had their routines completely turned upside down and then reinvented. And I feel like this back to school 2022 will feel hopefully for many of us and for our kids, a real sort of return to routine in a way that they crave. And I know we all do too and for buddy that really feels for him like who who will i do all these things with now and his his very helpful big sister lady who is kind of omnipresent in all of my stories as this gentle hand they have a very loving sibling relationship i think we can all aspire to in our <laughs> own homes but lady who's a couple of years older is kind of just a few steps ahead of buddy and and so she suggests to him you know how about making a new friend and all you have to do is find the things you have in common. And so what she does is she, she sketches out on her little easel in, in a line drawing all the things that Buddy might have in common with someone, even the, his favorite cookies or karate or the game that he likes to play, which is called RoboChargers. In my mind, RoboChargers is like a version of chess, but it's with little robot pieces. So the little robots can do different things. Some can jump, some can go backwards, et cetera. So who will he play robo chargers with now? And she just kind of sketches this out for him. You just have to find something you have in common. And of course, the next day he doesn't find anything. And she says, it's okay. Tomorrow is a new day, which is something we say in my family. Tomorrow's a new day. And sure enough, tomorrow, a new girl comes to school and her name is Allison, which is my sister's name. And Mr. Teacher introduces her to the class and says, please welcome Allison. She just moved here all the way from across town. <laughs> and she says to him, oh, my real official name is Allison. But nobody really calls me that. Everybody just calls me Sonny. And Buddy can't believe his ears. This is my favorite page. Because Buddy has a real official name too. And nobody calls him that either. The illustrations are so amazing. So
0: for I people listening, like, he's just sitting there with like his eyes basically popping out of his head, gripping his desk,
3: being like, and like overjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold on. I have a real official name too. And nobody calls me that either. Everybody just calls him Buddy. And he's never met anyone else with two names before. And so there begins this friendship between Buddy and Sonny, where they discover all of the things that they in fact have in common. And it's fun to read with my little people because so many of them have real official names and nobody calls them that either, right? So maybe they're a William and they go by Yeah, they're like, you know, Elizabeth and they're Zibby or they're William and they go by Liam or Olivia goes by Livy. So hands kind of shoot up. And all of a sudden we have something in common to talk about as we're reading the story, which when you write picture books, they're really just a golden ticket to go see little people and spend time with them. So I'm always looking for those connection points in the story as well when I read it aloud, because that's the whole point, right? Of writing a picture book.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that so much.
1: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
2: Moonpig.com.
0: By the way, I did not like, I don't know how Buddy's going to feel when he gets a little bit older or how Sunny's going to feel, but I did not like having a nickname and having to go through that on the first day of school all the time. And so I made a point to name all four of my kids something that they would not have to always say, my name's this, but I go by this. So. Anyway. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I think Zippy's pretty awesome. So I, I don't know how much I'm going to sympathize with you on that one.
0: <laughs> it was a pain for a lot. Every school year I was like, no, no, it's what, what's your name? I don't know. It was just a pain for me. It's now it's nice, you know, great. I'm 45 years old and things have changed, but like as a kid, it's sort of a pain to have to keep going through that every year.
3: Yeah. And it's true. And so for, and for Buddy, he has on his desk he has crossed out his name and written Buddy and Tim Bowers just captures my illustrator now three books together. He captures those little details so brilliantly. So at Buddy's desk, you know, you can see his little name tag is scratched out and he's written Buddy and then behind him is Briley and that's one of Tim's granddaughters. So we always sneak little things into each book as a kind of wink and nod to our families or friends or even to readers who have been with me for the previous two books, like they'll recognize that the robochargers that he's playing with have similar little robot designs to the robots he was playing with in his bedroom in Buddy's Bedtime Battery when he was just a toddler. So you kind of get to grow up with him on each new adventure. And there's Lady always in the background cheering for him as he makes a new friend. How far are we going to go with this series? Is Lady going to go to college? <laughs> I I, I can't answer that question, but in my heart, I feel like I don't want him to grow up anymore from here. <laughs> and so I don't know. I have written so many stories about them, but I don't know if the next one will be Lady and Buddy or if I may move in a different direction. I feel like I always want to get the story out into the world and take a deep breath after waiting for three years and really enjoy its moment before I start to like think about the next thing. I should probably do that differently because then I would tee things up. But I don't know. I like to sort of give them their moment and give them some time. And I think he's going to stay right here where he is. I don't think he'll get older. How nice to have that option. (laughs) I know as my old kid, my own kid's, so as I mentioned, I had this first sprint of writing these stories when they were five and three, and they are just turning 15 and 13 right now this summer. And so that feels a little bit mind bending. They're both <laughs> taller than me. I now have the smallest feet in the family, but, you know, these stories stay young. So that's pretty special. That's another good
0: title. The smallest feet in the family. Are you. <laughs> Either from, you should write that essay. You should just write an essay about it, what it feels like.
3: You know what? That's a great idea. I will do that. Thank you.
0: You can publish it on Moms Don't Have Time To, our new content site,
3: <laughs> which I'm is launching, launching very soon. So I'm going to do it. I will do it. Thank you for that idea.
0: Gosh, you're good. Oh, well, no. <laughs> I know it is crazy. Sometimes I'm like, how could they get... Like my son is so big and strong, and like he's like a man. I'm like, how is this even possible? Like, how is this extra body in my house? It's like I know. a friend. It's like you, you, they're. I know this is this sounds ridiculous, but it doesn't. I'm, he was I'm just a baby. Through. He was just like this tiny little thing, and now all of a sudden, it's like I have a, a house guest all the time. Not a house guest, you know what I mean?
3: But it's like a full on I mean, person. And you know it's coming. Like you know that inevitable. of it all. But then I think for some reason with my daughter, who's 15, it wasn't as shocking because I'm a female, I'm a woman. And I went through the same transitions that she's going through. So it wasn't as shocking to me, but with my son, there's something about it that is, and he's 13 and he's like just on, you know, the edge of all of this really significant change And, you know, some of his friends, their voices have changed already. And like it, you know, you're seeing these little guys who you've known since they were toddlers and you're now sort of looking up to them. And, you know, I think as a parent, I always just take a minute and say, all right, I'm glad I exerted my authority in toddlerhood and that we like got that done. (laughs) It's Very hard when you're looking up to someone to, you know, have that same influence as a parent you know, oh, there is something physical about it that just feels yeah different.
0: Totally. When he can pick me up and I can't pick him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have to say, Buddy's new buddy comes at such a good time because we've been going through all of this as my kids have started different camps this summer and everything and, you know... They're like, well, do you think people are going to like me at camp? Do you think I'll have friends? And I'm like, do you know that every kid who goes to camp is saying that and thinking that? And if they're not articulating it, they're feeling that, and that it is such a normal thing to say. And and then it was so great because my daughter came home after her second day. She said, well, I did. I made this great friend. And by the end of the day, we were both like, can you believe we weren't even friends five hours ago?
3: Uh. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, oh, thank God. You know. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I feel that we are all going through this all the time and, you know, we push our kids into new situations with such frequency. I mean, they start the new camp, they start the new class, they start the new school. They are new all the time. And I recently went to a tennis clinic after really not picking up a tennis racket since like eighth grade. And I went to this clinic and it was all adults and it was all friendly people. Some of whom I already know, I was already friends with. And I was so self-conscious to show up there and hit this tennis ball. It was so ridiculous how I felt, but did I like, did I feel comfortable in this little, in this outfit? Did I, you know, did I feel like all of these things, these insecurities were like, just bubbling to the surface to go hit a tennis ball for an hour on a Saturday morning. And I reminded myself that I am doing this with my kids constantly. And it doesn't matter how old you get. Like you really have to adapt to feeling new. And whether you're putting yourself into those situations as an adult, I kind of challenge everybody to do that. And I did it recently where I did a yoga class that my friend teaches. I've barely ever done yoga in my life and that tennis class. And in both cases, I felt so deeply insecure and just reminded myself that this is how my kids feel all the time. And to just kind of take a minute when they come home and they make that one friend and and celebrate that because it is really hard. It is hard to put yourself out there. It is hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to feel all those things. And then at the same time, kind of go in anyway. And and make those connections with people and like do it anyway because it is this, I don't know, it's our human instinct to not be alone, right? Like it's our human instinct to connect with people, but sometimes it's just really challenging to do that. And you know, for me, it's like N of one, one thing in common with one person. It starts there. And I do sort of practice that in my life, whether I do it consciously or not. And that's exactly what Buddy and Sonny are sort of doing here, is they're finding one thing in common one day at a time. And it it's a rewarding story to share because I just feel like we all sort of need that right now.
0: And by the way, I cannot believe actually that you are feeling insecure when you go into those situations, because in my mind, you are so like personable and articulate and friendly. And I wouldn't even think that you would still be worried about
3: things like that. And we're, you know, honestly, sure. everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I have it. I I have it all the time. We we started at a new school this year. The kids started ninth and sixth grades at a new school, and we all went through this feeling of being new. The whole family, and you know, showing up to this place. What do the parents wear here? You know, I'm used to this this community in New York City, and what I know, what to, how to show up. And I'm not a super, I'm not, I'm not a a self-conscious person, but I just think it's hard to completely go into every room you ever walk in or every zoom you ever walk in and really feel completely confident. And so, you know, I hope this story will remind all of us to just kind of give ourselves a break and take a deep breath and just look for like that one thing in common that you have with one person in the room and just start there and you know i've been reading bookends and relating so much to your story when you're talking about going off to college and going off to business school and going into these different situations when you were in your 20s and i feel that all of that so deeply because i remember all of that too in that phase of life and just feeling untethered and kind of like floating around who am I supposed to be in my career? Who am I supposed to be with my friends? And, you know, comparing yourself to everyone your age and what they're accomplishing at that moment in time. And are you on par with your peers or have you fallen off the, you know, path in some way? And like all of that insecurity, you know, is very real. And so you've you've brought me back to that, you know, in that phase in my life. And then this, this picture book brings people back to it in that phase of childhood. And, you know, maybe by acknowledging it a little bit, And kind of honoring that you felt that way at that point in time, you can also celebrate like, hey, look at me now. (laughs) I'm doing all right.
0: I also think that, you know, for, per Buddy's chart of things you have in common, I often find that books are what we have in common, right? So I encourage my kids and everybody, to, like when I'm feeling nervous, I'm like, what are you reading? You know, let's talk about books. What are you reading? What have you like to read? Like, what's good? Oh, okay. Well, not. I don't know. I, I feel like that's such a shortcut. And I also, by the way, and I don't know if this helped them at all, but my mom used to tell me this and I wasn't sure I found it helpful either. But now, of course, I'm repeating everything, which (laughs) is that everybody's favorite word is their own name. So I'm like, go in and make other people feel comfortable. When they tell you your name, like take the time to say their name back. Say like, you know, Jenny, do you want to go do this volleyball, whatever thing? You know, just like try to make everybody else feel good because they're all having a hard time. So view that as part of your role. Say their name, make them feel comfortable, like be a giver. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think you're I think you're absolutely right. And we like in our household, we call it like make your tent bigger.
0: Mm, like, I like op- that.
3: Open the sides of your tent. I love that. That's awesome. light, yep. and like and like just let people into it. It 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 doesn't help you or serve you to like try to cut people out or be exclusive. Like they're you know, and when my daughter was going through some friendship stuff when she was in elementary school, you know, certain friends liked certain things. Others didn't. How do you get them all to kind of like, you know, work together? And I was like, maybe they don't work together. Maybe that's the friend that you love to do this with. And that's the friend that you love to do this with. They can both fit inside your tent. They don't all have to merrily coexist. Like you can have these friendships in different pockets of your life based on the thing you have in common with that person. You know, maybe it's your book club. Right. Or, you know, whatever it is, the, act, the running you like to do, whatever. They don't have to all be best friends. You can kind of have these independent relationships with each of them, which I think is a struggle for some kids, right? Because they want to just be in like a friend group. Yep. In some cases, you, you might just have that one friend that you both like to go draw you know, and just do that together and make that the thing that you both like, and you don't have to have everything else in common. It can right. just, be, it can be like one or two things. And so I think we're all navigating that even into adulthood, you know, so I, I'm with you though, on the same things that our mothers said that we're now, like, <laughs> you know, she was pretty smart, right? Oh
0: my gosh. Christina, it's always so fun talking to you. I would never forget you, no matter how (laughs) many bazillion people I meet. I have so much respect for you. And I honestly, I just like you so much. So, anyway, thank you for coming back on and congrats on your new book. And I'm glad that you are my new buddy.
3: (laughs) Yes. Thank you, buddy. It's so good (laughs) to see you, as always. And congrats on bookends. I can't wait to finish, but actually, I'm resisting finishing because then it'll be over. So thank
0: you for reading it yeah, so much. Thank you. Thank you for reading. All right. Bye, Christine. Thanks, Debbie.
3: Thank Take you. Take care. You
0: too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books.
2: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com
1: style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life.